Awesome. Let's just stand for a moment longer. I want to just pray before we begin. Lord, let your word today not just tickle people's ears, but change people's hearts. Let us take into our hearts what we are to do today, to make a commitment to your kingdom, to your church, to your purpose. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Guide us. Bless us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, you may be seated. Tap the person next to you on the shoulder and say you're here for a reason today. You're allowed to admit you don't know what that reason is. Um, but just let them know that there is a reason. Today is Vision Builders Sunday. You guys can leave. <laughs> I've been practicing anticipation. <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> Today is Vision Builders Sunday. And uh, I was so excited about the vision part of Vision Builders this week that apparently, because I haven't reread it, I sent out an email which talked about Vision Sunday instead of Vision Builders Sunday. I have to admit though, and I do apologise for that because it isn't just our vision that propels us into the future. We've actually got to build on that vision that we do see. So it is important not just to have vision, but to be vision builders. And over the last couple of, well, over the last month, we've actually been going on a journey to reacquaint ourselves or to actually learn about the principles and purpose of our Vision Builders program. And because we've been doing this for some time now, we have a yearly program where we raise money for the future of our church. And it's really a question of getting us all as the body of Christ involved in seeing the kingdom of God change and move on this planet. When we started this church 20 one years ago, gosh, see that's why I can't remember the names of my children. Uh, we didn't envisage that it was going to look like it does today. But we planned for a future, no matter what that future was going to be, we set plans into motion so that God's plans could come to pass. I was actually a bit worried uh, when Nathan, I wish you hadn't brought up the washing up, because Vicky sort of nudged me when you said that and I thought... I'm not preaching for four weeks either. She's, she's going to make me load the dishwasher. Uh, oh, life is tough in our house. Um, but, but anyway, I'm looking forward to Carmen's message. Let, let me tell you, uh, when somebody wants to speak to you about their message and they come with this butcher's paper under their arm and they roll it out dramatically on the table and it is covered in words and arrows and, and the highlights and asterisks. I mean, I got excited just looking at it. I'm thinking, whoa, I don't know where this is going, but I like it. And uh, so I'm actually really looking forward, uh, not to stacking the dishwasher, but to uh, hearing what Carmen is going to tell us in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I'm excited for that. But we've been on this journey over the last month with Nathan and myself and uh, Pastor Ian Murphy finished it off last Sunday, where we've been looking at 
our purpose in the scheme of things when it comes to our relationship with God. And Nathan started us off in, in Matthew. And uh, one of the key scriptures that he used was Matthew 16, 17. And we've got this scenario where Jesus has asked his disciples who they think he is. And uh, there's, there's a bit of banter that goes on. But finally, Simon says, you're the Messiah. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And we get an example here of when, when we get to know who God is, when we discover, we get a revelation of God in our lives, not only do we just find out who God is, because who, who knows, that's, that's pretty exciting. When you, when you introduce yourself to somebody, so I introduced myself to Nathan, I don't get to know who Brendan is, unless I introduce myself to him. I get to know who Nathan is. But the great thing is that... and. Nathan gets to know who I am. But when it comes to God, when we introduce ourselves to God, when we get to know who God is, God reveals who we are. And that's a unique relationship. Often, most often our human relationships don't really reveal who we are. We just find out about the other person and they find out about us. And if they're really rude, then they reveal who we really are. Because <laughs> well, that's the definition of friendship, isn't it? Someone who knows me but likes me anyway. And so we, we discovered there that we, we have a purpose, that as we get to know God, God reveals who we are, that we have a destiny, that we have a purpose, that we're called. Every, every single one of us called to do something for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, we know that there's a potential in us to do something great for God. And so we, we carried on that thought uh, from Luke. And we looked in Luke's gospel with the miracle of the fish. Because who, who knows, I, I lo who, who, who ever watched, looked at the Charlie Brown comics? Who's, who's a fan of Peanuts? Because um, Charlie Brown was a, was a great baseball enthusiast. And uh, the only unfortunate thing about Charlie Brown was he was hopeless at it. And I can still remember the, the cartoon strip with him dragging his bat back to the, the bunker. And uh, his words were, there is no greater burden than potential. <laughs> and in some ways, that works for us. We, we don't know what our potential is. And this verse in Luke gives us great hope. Uh, Luke 5, verse, chapter 5, verse 5. Jesus has just asked Simon to let down the net in his boat after a night of unsuccessful fishing. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. So this is, this is an experienced fisherman who, who's humouring Jesus. Yeah, look, I know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be nice to you, and we're going to put the nets down. And it says, This time the nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And we talked about how that great catch... Although it was instigated by Jesus, it was a miracle from God. It came about that the size of the miracle and the ability for that miracle to happen came because Peter was prepared. He was there doing, he was preparing his life, but he was open to God's plan for his life. 
But sometimes I think as Christians, we, we recognise that there's a potential. We get, we get to know God. God says we're wonderful. And we sit back and think, well, I'm wonderful. Come on, God, hit me with it. Hit me with more wonderfulness. Hit me with something that people are going to be envious and jealous of. And nothing happens. And so we get a bit sour on God. Well, I thought you told me you, I was wonderful. And sort of we wait around and, and we ignore God when God says, yes, you are wonderful. You're wonderfully created to do th- things. Do stuff. Move. Use that potential. I will bring the miraculous to your mundane. If you start doing P- Peter was mending nets because he knew he had to for the next catch. Now, he didn't realise his next catch was going to strain his resources to the limits, but he was ready anyway. And we've got to be ready for the next day, for the next month, for the next year, because we don't know when God's miracle is going to happen, but it's going to happen, but only if we're going to be prepared for what God's doing. So we learned that we've got potential, but we've actually got to start using that. We've got to start growing that potential. We've got to start doing what we know to do so that God can do what we cannot do. And, and Pastor Ian last week nailed the, the, the door of escape shut, that we've got potential, we've, we've, got, to, we've got to practice, but who, who is this for? Who, who do we put this at? What, how is our potential supposed to be aimed? Who is benefiting from who we are, what we can do? And uh, he showed us God's heart. John chapter 21, verse 17. And for those of you who who don't know the scripture, uh, Peter, of course, was one of these, um, how do I describe him? Impulsive disciples that uh, he was, he he wouldn't have done well in the army because in the army they say, you know, don't volunteer for anything. You know, as soon as somebody says, those who want to volunteer, take one step forward, you're the person who takes one step back just in case. (laughs) But he, he wasn't like that. He was, oh, pick me, pick me. And so Jesus would say things like, you're all going to betray me. And he said, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm never going to betray you. I'll, I'm, I'll hang on to your coattails. Nothing will ever take me away from you. And then he betrays Jesus three times. He was going for four, but he didn't make it. And so we've got this situation where he's basically given up on himself and Jesus appears after his resurrection. And, and Peter's glad about this, but he's also a little guilty. Because, you know, he betrayed Jesus, and that was okay because Jesus died, and he thought he'd got away with it. But then Jesus comes back. And it's like, oh, okay. Hello, Lord. How are you? Yep, doing well. And so Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. He comes and asks him, you know, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, Sure. He says, well, feed my sheep. And Peter's sort of thinking, okay, well, I I can deal with that. And he says, Peter, do you love me? And it's like, didn't I already just answer that question? He says, yes, you know I do. He says, well, feed my sheep. (laughs) Peter thinks, okay, well, I think I've got a handle on that. And then he's, third time, he says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's sort of thinking, what do I have to do to get through to this guy? I've said it twice. He says, yeah, yes, you, you know that I love you. He said, then feed my lambs. And he's bringing the point across that all the potential that is in Peter, all the planning that Peter does is all aimed at the sheep 
that Jesus loves and wants to protect. Who are his sheep? It's the people. It's the people of his church. It's the people who are yet in his church. We are called to actually be a part of God's plan to bring the people that he loves into his kingdom. You know, the people that he loves are in this room. All of them. (laughs) He loves us, but he actually loves people outside of this church as much. But his desire to have them in relationship with him adds something different to that love. There's a desperation. There's an urgency about that love. And the people that he uses to bring those people into a connection with him are the people of his church. It's me. It's you. And so what we're doing this Sunday is we're actually putting part of God's plan into motion because we believe that we can do more than we can do today. I mean, we can do some things today with what we've got, with who we are, but I believe we need to plan for a future where we can do more. And sometimes that that requires saving things, putting things away, planning for a future by putting money aside for things. And so our vision builders is a small part of what we do as a church, but it's, it's, it's the money side of things. It's actually saying we're, we're prepared to put our treasure where our heart is. Uh, we've talked about the, the five areas that we're focusing on in, in vision builders. We're looking to, to have a deposit for us to be able to buy a building so that we can have a permanent home. We're looking to expand and develop the, the building sink across the road so that we can have a greater impact in this area. We're looking at becoming a multi-site church by starting a second location somewhere in Adelaide. And that takes you know, finances to get off the ground at a bare minimum. There's a lot of other planning that has to go into that um, that Im- involves more people resources, but we've got to actually um, plan ahead for that. You know, the Bible tells us that if you plan for something and don't count the cost, then you're foolish. So we've actually got to start at the beginning. We say, well, what's this going to cost us? How are we going to achieve that? And so we've put a, a plan in motion for two to four years that starts with us saying, let's count the cost. Let's put something towards that. We have our, our beyond part of our vision builders where we, we do our, our missions in Fiji. We've just got back. We've spent two weeks back, actually, in the freezing cold of South Australia after spending a week in Fiji at, in 32-degree temperatures. Uh, building houses. It was hot and sweaty, but I prefer that to cold and shivery. Um, and so we're, we're helping people overseas, but we're also helping the Eastern District's domestic violence service here uh, by um, donating to them and, donate, and uh, gifts for the, for the women at, at Christmas and Easter and Mother's Day and things like that. So we've, we're supporting our community here as well. And all of those things require funding. And so We've brought out these vision builders brochures. Now, hopefully, you've all got one because they've been available for three, three weeks. Ooh. Springy little things. <laughs> Slippery little suckers. <laughs> and in there, that, it describes what, what we're, we're planning to do and what we hope to achieve and what your part to play is in all of this. And so, Hopefully you've, you've already filled it out, you're ready. You've read the instructions, you realise that, that the bottom bit tears off. Much excitement. And you realise when you read the bottom bit that there's another tear 
This, this is value. You don't get two perfor- one perforation, you get two in this one. And one of those is for your, for your pledge to, to put into to the basket this morning so that we know how much you're pledging. And the other one is for you to put on your fridge at home so that you know how much you're pledging and to keep you honest and real and, and, and on track with that. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to do that. Do that. But first of all, I'm going to give you a bit of time if you haven't made a decision yet, if you're not sure of what to do, I, w- I want to just give you a couple of minutes. Uh, oh, that's a good point. Who hasn't got a Vision Builders brochure and would like one? Just raise your hand. Lucy will uh, come around and give you one if you haven't got one. Uh, or if you've torn yours up, or if you have children, you've gone through three already because they've chewed them all. So I'm going to give you a, a couple of minutes just to, to make a, a final decision on that. But just to encourage you, I want to read you the, the message version of Ephesians 2.19. And it talks it's in a very broad sense about what God sees us doing. And it says, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. So I just want you to take a couple of minutes, perhaps I could get Jord up here just to um, make the silence a little more musical. So you you need to fill in both sides of, of this form, preferably with the same thing on each side, otherwise you'll get confused. Um, and put the, uh, what colour is that? Is that pink? Good, I, I get accused of using my palette of six primary colours and getting them wrong. And the, uh, the uh, green one, teal, would that work? The teal one is for you to actually Uh, in a moment come forward and place in the offering basket what we're going to do is we're going to ask people to bring these commitment cards uh, to the front we're going to ask uh, everybody to stand and then we're going to ask you to come from the back rows first down to the front with your uh, commitment card Vicky and I are actually going to pray over you as you you put your uh, uh, commitment card into the the basket and then uh, file back to your seats and then as each row comes forward um, we're going to uh, pray for you all as you come. Now, uh, just uh, a point moving on from what uh, 
Uh, Mathan mentioned earlier about our new people and visitors. If, if you're here and you have no idea what I'm talking about, please don't feel obliged to participate. Uh, this is uh, something that we've been working up to over the last couple of months for people who call this church home. And it doesn't just start and end today. If, if you're new here and at some time in the next couple of months you feel you can say this is your home, then you can still uh, get on board and participate with that if you so desire. So, but for the moment, if you're visiting and you're new, I apologise that this isn't perhaps as, as generic a, a message as, as you may uh, usually get, but uh, uh, please don't feel obliged. And just one final thing before you sit on the drums. Um, <laughs> uh, th- this is a time where I've found that often you get a voice that God speaks to you and sometimes that voice is, is quite loud and persistent but you're sitting there saying no I, I can't I can't see how that's going to work um, I, I just want to uh, I want to give you a, an example of why it's important to uh, listen when God speaks and uh, what miraculous things can happen so can I get uh, this is Brendan and Kirsty by the way I remembered their names uh, uh, They've got a great testimony to share on on that. We love this church. This is our home. And so each year we spend a bit of time talking about, praying about, thinking about what do we want to commit into uh, Vision Builders because we want to see the vision of the church and and God's kingdom come to pass. Uh, And so we're behind that, but then we've got to figure out what are we going to give. Um, And God doesn't always speak to us really clearly sometimes he gives us some urges some years we're like we just feel like we should challenge ourselves and make sure that we're giving sacrificially but at the beginning of last year um, somebody God spoke to us quite clearly uh, and somebody had a prophetic word for us to give that we that we would give uh, a certain amount and that amount was substantial for us and we weren't able to m- meet that straight away without emptying all of our bank accounts and some. And so we, we gave half of that into the, uh, the vision offering at the beginning of the year in I Love My Church Sunday. And then we thought to ourselves, how are we going to meet the other half? Because it resonated with us when we, when we received that word. And we just thought, how, I mean, how, how are we going to do that? But also excited because, you know, when you get some faith, you start to get excited that God's going to do something really special. And so then in Vision Builders, we felt like, well, we're going to pledge the other half as a lump sum. Um, and thought, I don't know how we're going to be able to do that, but let's believe God that something's going to happen and we're going to be able to do that. So we pledged the other half and half of you are listening, half of you are watching the screen. That's okay. This is a, we're just seeing vision for our church. Okay, so we pledged the other half of our this uh, amount. And then our finances kind of took a plummet. I don't know if you've, ever, if, if you've ever done that, where you've stepped out in faith and then you kind of like sink a little bit. I feel like God's just letting you, you know, go to faith again. So you got the financial year to kind of fulfill your Vision Builders pledge. And so things just kind of got worse and worse for us. But we, we learned to trust God in that time and to not worry. Uh, but it was like maybe three or four weeks ago, 
I had all these ideas, maybe God's going to come through in this way, maybe God's going to come through in that way, maybe this part of my business is going to go, we'll be able to fulfill the pledge. And none of them, Kirsty had given up. <laughs> none of them had, had happened. And a few weeks Good ago, story. We, just, we, just, we turned to each other and said, I don't know how we're going to do it. There's only a few weeks left in the financial year. We may just have to pledge again for the next financial year, the same thing again, because I can't see any way that we're going to be able to meet that pledge. Um, and then we went to family dinner and my mum said to me, can I have your bank details, please? I said, why do you need my bank details? She said, well, uh, you're, well, I finally received the inheritance money from overseas and uh, we want to pass some on to you. And so a few days later, a very large amount of money got deposited into our bank account right at the point when we had like, you know, $2 or something in our bills account. And we just said, man, God is good, right? Because he holds all things in his hands. And the Bible said, God, God gives seed to the sower. And when we decide to give, then he gives us what we need to give. And so we were encouraged by that. And I hope that you're encouraged by that, that whatever it is that God is calling you to give, Give it in faith, believing. It may be a large amount, it may be a small amount. But I believe that as all of us step out in faith, believing God, then He will provide and He will bless us. And let me tell you, we are so blessed. God is good. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Yeah, give them a hand. Now remember, we're actually more passionate about the unity of our giving. We would rather everybody gave something even if it's uh, one i mean tax time's coming up you could just give uh, a portion of your tax return and a, and a lump sum payment if that was easier um whatever it is it, it, I, I believe it's important to god to see that his people are moving as one in the in the same direction uh, but having said that i believe it's also great to aim for something we raised uh $65,000 last year and i'm believing that this year we can raise $90,000. I thought about going for the 100000 because I like lots of round figures and things. But when I prayed about it, I sort of thought, no, come on, you're stepping ahead of yourself just because of what you like, not what God's saying. And I believe that he's saying, that's, that's a stretch. That's, that, that's considerably more than, than last year. But it's not out of sight or out of reach. So I believe we can aim for that. So if that helps anybody, um, with what God's told you, uh, then let that sink in. But that's what we're aiming. That's what I, I believe that God is enabling us to do for this year. It's not just an airy fairy figure. Um, he could have said, sort of ninety-one thousand two hundred and fifty-two dollars and ten cents. But a, that's very hard to get an impression of when you're praying. <laughs> um, and uh, I think God actually does. Uh, help us with the round figure thing because it's easy to remember them. Um, so $90,000 is what we're believing for this financial year. It's a stretch, but it's not out of reach. It takes faith, but it's not beyond our capacity. So are we ready to commit to our futures this morning? Can I ask you all to stand? Can I ask Pastor Vicky to, to come out here uh, and bring that basket? 
So we're going to pray with you guys as you come forward. The band's going to sing a, a song. The rest of you can, can sing along to that uh, as, as we're praying. Um, but if, if you, the people in the back row can come out first and uh, we'll keep praying as, as you bring them. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. Just one more thing before we close. We do this every Sunday and uh, usually our message leads into it and I, and I can do one of those segue things where we talk about salvation. But this morning I'm just going to ask, you may be here this morning and you may have never asked Jesus Christ into your heart. You've never made a decision to say, yep, I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be a Christian because that's the decision that we make, God doesn't make for us. You can't inherit your Christianity from your parents or your grandparents or from just going to church. You actually have to make a decision and ask God to have a relationship with you. He doesn't barge in. He's waiting there. In fact, the, the Bible tells us that God pursues us. But we actually have to turn around and say, okay, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life, my saviour. And so if you haven't done that this morning, I'm going to, in a moment, give you an opportunity just to lift your hand up so that I can see it while nobody else is looking around. Um, might be good if I could have the house lights up a little brighter for that. And, but you also may be a person, you, you go to church regularly, uh, you know God, you, you, you've actually made a commitment to God, but you know that you've walked away, that you're no longer fulfilling that commitment and that relationship. And you just want to say, hey, God, I recognise my mistake. I want to turn back now and reaffirm my connection with you, to reaffirm that I'm a child of God. And in this church, we, we do it just by praying a simple prayer to invite God into your life. So can I just ask everybody, just close your eyes. And while everybody's eyes are closed, if that's you, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to do that this morning, or you know that you need to rededicate your commitment to Him this morning. Can you just pop your hand up nice and high so that I can see it? And we can pray a prayer together to invite Jesus into your life. Is there anyone here this morning? Okay, can we open our eyes? Let's just pray before I finish. Lord, I thank You that as we have preached Your Word, as we have cast vision for the future of Your church, that not just our minds but our hearts have been touched, that we have committed ourselves to a, a bright and a brilliant future, knowing that as we prepare, as we step out in faith, doing the things that we can do, we trust that the miraculous is going to turn up. You are going to do the things that only You can do, Lord. And we're prepared and ready and anticipating it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, mate. Awesome.